0: All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Nine Finger Chronicles podcast. I'm your host, Dan Johnson. And the intro today is going to be really short because I'm trying to cram in editing a podcast before I go to the Omaha Zoo with the family. And uh, today we are going to be joined by a new friend out of West Virginia, first timer on the podcast. His name's Rick Bebout. And we're going to talk a little bit about everything. We're going to talk about fishing for smallmouth bass out of the the local rivers we're going to talk about turkey hunting and of course we're going to talk about bow hunting for the whitetail deer and uh, it's just a really good overall podcast he also talks a little bit about an urban hunt uh, that he helped helped introduce into the Morgantown West Virginia area um, to kind of take care of some overpopulated deer Uh, the overpopulated deer herd and that's a really cool story and if this is just an overall really good podcast we get into a whole bunch of different things including some conservation topics as well but uh before we get into the main podcast i would really appreciate it if you guys would head over to huntersafetysystems.com huntersafetysystem.com and uh, take a look at all the tree harnesses that, that these guys offer because if you are hunting without a safety harness these days uh, especially if you have a wife or children at home, it's not worth it, right? Uh, You hear these stories every year about guys falling out of trees. Some of them get lucky and they only break an ankle or an arm or a leg. Uh, some guys aren't able to walk ever again. And worst case scenario, you hear those stories about people falling out of a tree. And now, uh, let's say the, uh, the wife doesn't have a husband and the children don't have any dad anymore so uh, uh, I always turn around and go get my safety harness especially if I forget it Uh, it's something that uh, I used to not do but uh, a couple close calls definitely changed my mind and now a safety harness is probably my number one piece of hunting gear uh, when I am uh, in a tree stand so uh, take advantage of your life, I guess, and uh, go visit huntersafetysystem.com take a look at their harnesses. Now, without further ado, let's get into today's Hunter Profile podcast with Rick Bebout. Alright, on the phone with me right now, Mr. Rick Bebout. How you doing, man? Great. It's a beautiful, sunny day here in Morgantown, West Virginia tell you what i wish it was a beautiful sunny day we've had like three days of rain in iowa the some of the farmers are getting their crops in but a lot of them are not and uh, we got flooding and i just i just want want it to dry out and be sunny for a couple days so i can go mushroom hunting
1: yeah yeah i've had some friends in the last couple days uh post some pictures of of pretty pretty good morel harvests and uh so they're doing pretty well i think here with this these warmer days gotcha so you mentioned you lived in
0: Morgantown, West Virginia. What do you do for a living? I'm an I'm a technology
1: specialist, uh, focusing most on instructional design okay. uh, here at West Virginia University. Okay, West Virginia. Now,
0: your football coach is Dana Holgerson, right?
1: Well, uh, it was. It was, uh, and he is—he's uh, left—he's—he's—he uh, le- left this past off season That's right. uh, to Houston, and now we have a, a gentleman by the name of Neil Brown, who uh, uh, everyone's really looking forward to uh, a change in culture.
0: Right, right. Okay, so I have—I—I I, I know this isn't relevant anymore, but I have to tell you a—a a story about the old—the old football coach Dana Holgerson. All right, so. Dana, when he was in college, he played for a very small, or he started off playing for a very small uh, college called Iowa Wesleyan, and that's in my hometown of Mount Pleasant, Iowa. And every once in a while, the football players, they would come over and just hang out with the kids during recess, right? And uh, Dana Holgerson would come and he would play uh, football with us, and that was back when we could play tackle football. Uh, at recess and so I remember uh, running out for a pass him throwing a bomb to me I caught it in a touchdown so for some reason I think that's awesome so I tell everybody like oh the coach uh, head coach for West Virginia now Houston uh, he he threw a touchdown pass to me when we were playing football at recess and I think I was like oh fifth grade fifth or sixth grade or something like that so uh, I always get a kick out of telling that story.
1: That, that's a great story. And, and, you know, I grew up here, and, and when we were growing up, we played Pop Warner football. And oftentimes, um, our coach would bring some of the football players at WVU to our little end-of-year banquet. And I remember looking at those guys like, you know, like people look to NFL stars now. Right. You know, when you're 8, 9, 10 years old, you look at these guys you see on TV. You see them in the newspaper every day. And you're just awestruck by, by these guys. So I can totally relate to, to that story.
0: Yeah, it was awesome. Um, and then uh, let's see here. So he's gone to Houston now. Uh, is is West Virginia a big, like a
1: big football state? Uh, you know, it's it's the 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 Mountaineers are pretty much the team for most of the state. You know, there's Marshall University in, in the southern part of the state, but I think a lot of the, the population relate to WV football. They don't have any pro teams. Uh, the closest is uh, yeah. the Steelers to the north, you know, Cincinnati and Cleveland to the west, D.C. to the east. But I think most people, WVU sports is, is really the, the main focus sports-wise to, yeah. to most people.
0: Yeah, that's what it's like here in Iowa. I mean, we don't have any pro teams in the state. So when it's college football season, like I live just north of Iowa City, uh, the – where everything like is the mecca. Obviously, we have one of the best wrestling programs. Uh, used to uh, one of the best wrestling programs in the entire nation. Uh, we have you know a you know, top twenty-five football team typically every year. And uh, once it's college football season, that's when things start ramping up in the state. Yeah, how far are you from uh, from Ames? Uh, I'm about two hours, well, two and a half okay. hours from Ames. So Iowa State, yeah, that's where. Because you guys are in the. West Virginia's yeah, in the Big, Big Twelve. 12 now. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, yeah, this, yeah. Uh, there's I would say seventy five percent of the state roots for uh, the Hawkeyes, and the other twenty five percent root for the the Cyclones. It's more of a localized uh, thing, but nonetheless, uh, it's very competitive. Nice. Yeah, yeah. But we're not here to talk about college football. Although I could I could talk about it because that's it's like my second favorite thing to do other than hunt is watch college football i agree i agree so how have you had an opportunity to go out turkey hunting this year
1: yeah you know i've been out a couple of times and uh was successful uh the, the first week our season opened uh i want to say the 15th of april i think on the 17th or 18th i took a, a pretty nice bird um i think i had about an eight inch beard it was a two-year-old yeah uh, just had little pimple spurs full fan though and then um the weather, you know, really wasn't friendly. There had a lot of cold mornings, rainy mornings, and the birds have just have really acted weird this year. And um, I just kind of, kind of gave up on them. I might get back out a couple times, but it's just uh, it's frustrating when you go out and and they're they're shut up and it's cold and it's it's just not really turkey hunting weather. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: I hear that, man. I t- uh, my wife was lucky enough to get one right off the roost uh, on. Opening day of the second season here. But you got yours with a bow, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's uh, I think it's the the fourth, fourth bird I've, I've taken with a bow. Yeah. So I only really dedicate three days out of my entire year to turkey hunt. I wish I could do more. And if I could do more, I'd probably start chasing them with a bow but i have never shot a turkey with a bow and every year that i don't do it it makes me want to do it even like i want to put more time and energy into doing it the following year and i just i always procrastinate i'm just like all right well i'm just going to use a gun because it's easier
1: well and it's great though you're getting you're getting your wife and i've kind of followed some of the things you're doing with your uh with your family and making it a big production and i think you have a Kind of a, a short video coming out pretty soon, right? About yeah. the whole family experience in the turkey hunt, which is fantastic. Yeah, I'm get
0: it's that should be here pretty soon. Actually, I'm, I'm excited. I, I got actually got a text yesterday from well, let's see, I don't even know. Today's May first when we're recording this, and uh, um, so yesterday I got a. Uh, text from the camera guy and editor who says he's gonna knock he should be getting me a trailer uh, By the end of this weekend uh, Starting next week, so I'll be posting that on social media and hopefully uh, I, I know it's gonna turn out awesome. I'm, I'm excited to get it out
1: That's good. That's great. Yeah, people people I'm sure will be really anticipating uh, Getting a hold of that. Yeah, absolutely. So is is
0: turkey Hunting something that you like you go crazy about or is it just something to do because you can't deer hunt all year round uh
1: yeah it's something to do between the end of deer season and the beginning of of uh small mouth bass uh in 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 late April and may it's, gotcha. i like it and and i and I respect the turkeys uh but it's not my my uh not one hundred percent in my wheelhouse. You yeah. know what I mean?
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I have friends and relatives that that live for it and can spend all day. You know, if, if I go out and sit past eight thirty, uh, that's that's my attention span. <laughs> and and, and, people, and people don't and and I heard turkey hunters say, "Well, how can you sit in a beer stand day in and day out all day, and you can't sit till ten o'clock in the turkey woods?" And they just they just don't understand. Just if they're not gobbling. And there's not a lot of action. I just can't do it. Yeah,
0: yeah, makes sense. I hear that, man. Um, but smallmouth bass. You mentioned something that is literally my favorite fish to catch. I love catching smallmouth bass. Uh, just I, I call them the bicep of the water. Right? They're just like this this strong fish that is aggressive. It fights a lot. And uh, so, how? What are you you catching them in streams or lakes or rivers up out there? or
1: What? Yeah. Yes, yeah, so we we're really fortunate here in the state. We have a number of uh, medium to large rivers all through the state that uh, have really great populations. Uh, we fish. Uh, I have a, a little um, fourteen foot whitewater raft has a three seat frame, and uh, we we fly fish for them. We, oh, we spin man. fish for them, and uh, I tell you what. I mean that's you know, once May it gets here uh really may through middle of june it's great uh once the water temps uh water levels drop with with the summer uh, it gets a little tough to, to get on some of the smaller rivers but then things pick up about september uh and i'll fish all the way into the first of october
0: right so is the i mean when you say it's good uh is you go out some days and you just your thumb's sore from lipping them
1: yeah, my friends get upset sometimes because I'm a, I can be a downer if the numbers are down, but on, on most of these rivers, I mean, between 50 and 75 fish is a, is what I expect you in, know, we'll in, a in, in, a, in a day, in a day, in a day, in in total, uh, in the boat. Um, you know, we can have more than that and some of these rivers can have few of it. And, and in 75 fish, most of them are dinks, you know, yeah. eight, 10 inches, but, uh, we we land some really nice fish on on different uh, bodies of water and you just never know so it's yeah. good to get out float down the river see all kind of wildlife we were out a couple of weeks ago saw bald eagles and wild turkeys last year we had a black bear swim the river in front of the boat about 100 yards
0: oh wow That's so you awesome.
1: just never know what you're going to see see out there right so
0: um do you mostly do catch and release or do you keep the the ones that you know make make the cut
1: yeah i let them all go uh usually if i eat fish uh my my, my dad is old school uh, and uh i take him uh, out a good bit and uh, we'll hit some stock trout streams yeah so if he wants some some uh some fish for his smoker, or his grill we'll uh we'll break a few next stock fish Gotcha. for the most part i just i
0: just let them go yeah that's typically what we do too uh if we're gonna if we're gonna try to catch a fish we'll uh to eat we'll try to catch some walleye but if every bass we catch gets thrown back um or we go and we try to catch some bluegills or crappie and uh those yeah. are, those are yeah. for the fryer and then for the for the fun or the the bass but i might That's, have to absolutely if you're if you're catching even small like i i love catching fish period they don't have to be huge lunkers right i might have to sneak out to west virginia and force you to twist twist your arm and force you to take me a uh, smallmouth fishing one of these days
1: we could we could definitely work that in easily <laughs> easily and uh it will say like maybe maybe five float trips for one three day i will bow hunt and trade <laughs> Man,
0: I wish it was that easy. If I had my I own, know. if if I had my own property, I'd be like, "Come on out, everybody! I'll trade you this hunt for this hunt and this this uh, adventure for that adventure." I would do it, but man, feel like
1: no trade, no trade required. If you can get three days in the next couple of years and get out here, we'll uh, we'll make it, make it happen. I mean, it's just lights out. May May and June is is lights out. That's awesome. Uh, I'm just I'm trying to get out of here from the office uh, probably next week, a couple of days, and then leading up to memorial day is when it fishes the best yeah so you
0: mentioned fly fishing i have a fly rod hanging in my garage and i practiced with it a couple times you know not necessarily bad but definitely not good um how long did it take you to learn how to fly fish
1: well it, it's, a, it's a lot of work i was fortunate to have some friends and family that were really good at it so just tagging along with them and watching and And listening and having them you know uh, intervene and and show me things but it's really not that that difficult uh once you get out there and and have some time to put to it uh and those bass bugs are so big and if you have a heavy rod and good line and, and decent equipment you can you can cast them pretty easy especially out of a boat you know you don't have to worry about trees uh, really, you just have to worry about snagging your your buddy's head, uh, the other guys, in the, <laughs> the other guys in the boat. But that's really it. Yeah. you know, what are you, what are you using for a, a fly or? A-